at, at a dinner table. Let me ask you this. And, and don't say any names because we don't want to be offensive to your family members or friends. Will you say that your family and friends, if you all are at the at, at a dinner table, it's just you all and Black Lives Matter come up. Do the majority of your friends think the same way you're thinking right now? Behavior and belief, I think, are even more powerful than any leg up that somebody has or any privilege that someone has. Are you saying that a part of the reason of the wealth gap <laughs> is because African-Americans, black people, we don't believe we can be there? I don't like saying it, but yes. Friends, yes. Family? I get you. I get you. What's some of their concerns when y'all have the conversation about Black Lives Matter? What what's some of their issues? I think the thing about it is that it's in kind of going back to like the salad bowl thing and we don't see color, right? Yeah. That's really how I was raised is we don't see color. We love everyone, treat everyone the same. It's kindness. It's love. Mm -hmm. And it's, there is great things about that. I mean, incredible things about that, but it's also a, a guise to hide behind, mm -hmm. right? Because it's hard to look in at yourself and see something that you don't like. And it's yeah. really hard to look at the people that you love and do that same thing, wow. right? Wow, So here's the next question I'm gonna ask you. Yes. What were you taught about black history and the black culture growing up? Like, honestly, were you not? Not enough. For real? Mm -hmm. Not enough. Started with slavery. Mm -hmm. So the very first time you really started learning about black history, the first encounter was slavery. I feel confident. Yeah. Sure. Pain. Right. Death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I learned about like Rosa Parks and MLK, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and then it's like almost as if there was like this pretty bow yeah. put on top of it yeah. at the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. and uh, no more racism after that. Yeah, right. wow. like it, it it feels like the conversation wasn't continued that there wasn't, and I feel like we didn't learn much about it either. No. Like I knew Rosa Parks sit on a bus, and I knew a little bit of what MLK did. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know about. Um, John Lewis, or like, right. I didn't know about Selma. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about anything. Right. Wow. My um, pastor said something in a meeting um, a couple of days ago. He was like, you know, isn't it funny? Because I can sit here and say that I didn't learn a lot about my history, too, mm -hmm. in, in school. But the only thing that, and when he said this, I, I this is not me, I didn't say this, but he said it. I was like, that is so true. Everything that I learned about my culture was surrounding death and negative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Martin Luther mm -hmm. King, shot and killed. Rosa Parks, dragged off the bus. Mm -hmm. um, just so many ne negative things about the culture. But no one talked about, really, the current African-Americans who are living, mm -hmm. who are like the John Lewis at the time, mm -hmm. who was really inspiring and impacting. Uh, but we don't really hear about the stuff until death. And so the history taught us death, but not life. Mm -hmm. Say, I, uh, I learned plenty. Did you? Not in school. Mm. Not in school. The textbook, you get a chapter and yeah, then yeah. you're done. Yeah, yeah. But if we're all being honest, mm. everyone was learning about everyone at home. Mm. And so I, I feel like my immediate family raised me well, taught me well. You know, we were not separated. We, had, we were integrated as a family. Um, but my extended family... Uh, 
you know, grew up in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I, I love them all, but there was a lot of ignorance there and there was absolutely racism there. And, and I don't know that they were evil, mm-hmm. but they were just so wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know that it's as big or as dangerous or as prevalent as we sometimes make it mm-hmm. or it's like the boogeyman is like, I don't know that the boogeyman is as big as we ever thought he was. Mm-hmm. But those people do not, uh, they're not my family anymore. Mm-hmm. Only by blood, mm-hmm. you know. We're all moving away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's deep. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I grew up in a um, almost uh, predominantly white neighborhood in North Houston. Mm-hmm. And where I learned a lot about black culture was the emergence of NWA, Dre, E, Public Enemy. And that's where I learned my childhood experience that I was living. It's not like that, right? I mean, it was all, it was a whole different universe I didn't know, right? And so I think, like you mentioned, we're all learning something. Um, And my, my dad was a homicide detective. My mom was plugged in. I mean, they were people teaching us about how the world worked and they were, um, way ahead of their time when I think back to it. Mm. But I was also learning another lesson through MTV, mm. through the radio, mm. through mm-hmm. CDs that painted African Americans in a way that I just didn't understand. Right. Right. Wow. And so I, 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 I yeah, I was just gifted a narrative mm-hmm. through music and through MTV. Man, that life is not like my life. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Do you all think with your kids? Only two single people at the table. So we all of us can say this. Uh, when your kids get into school, should black history be included in history, period, as far as in educating so that they're, they're well-versed with, with life? Or do we believe that the history that's being taught now is okay? No, I mean, no. The history not. being taught now is it's it's not, not okay. okay. Yeah. Black history is U.S. history. Black history is U.S. history. Yeah. It is. Whoa, boy, I'm about to screw this same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go ahead, finish your same. That was that. That's it? Period. Period. Mic drop. Yes, it is, it is true. So everyone agrees. Okay. Man, I, man, I love it. I grew up in... Um, Northern state in Ohio and in my hometown we had Underground Railroad and a lot of history and a lot of pride around that so we learned a lot about that in school but nothing about black history nothing about it I mean we toured these homes that ran the Underground Railroads and it was all about how the people of my hometown were helping Mm -hmm. right they were Mm -hmm. part of this movement but nothing about the people who were actually living in it Right? It was actually happening too. I've got two little kids. Anthony, to answer your question, it has to be different. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it doesn't change in the high schools, right? Should it change within your homes? Why would I trust a textbook written by some person off in a room that I'm not speaking about? I'm not going to let a book teach my kid what they need to know. So we talk about it at home. My kids will never, ever be subject to the lack of knowledge Mm. that most of us were subject to as kids because we know better now. So we have the conversations around the dinner table. We're having them all the time. And my kids are completely indignant 
to uh, to what's going on. They just don't understand because they they're just like, how how is this even a problem? Mm. You know, why they're they're as outraged as the rest of us are, mm. and and that gives me a lot of hope. But we can't abandon schools. Because there's just so many people who will never have a parent who will be as invested as you are. Yeah, that's the only place that some children get any Listen, type of education. Does that okay. make sense? Then yes, change the book. But don't trust the book. I'm sorry. Change the book. Mm -hmm. Give them more than like 14 pages. You know, mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But for any of us to be lax enough. No, it starts in our home. You're right. Yeah. And, and we have yeah. to. We've learned that lesson. Do not outsource this education we can't do it it has to be in our home and if it's not then shame on us like yeah. absolutely and shame on the community not on the parent like mm -hmm. we we have to come together the book is not gonna the book is not gonna ever the book has never worked i don't expect the book to work in the future it just seems really overwhelming i'm not a parent mm -hmm. but it just seems very overwhelming to like have to teach your children so much like you want to teach them about the bible mm -hmm. and how to uh, grew up as a Christian. Yeah. You want to teach them about racial injustices. Mm -hmm. You want to teach them about other injustices mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, we have like so <laughs> many topics to cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you have we do. that many nights at the dinner table? Like, we got to go to soccer. But you know what? Like, all the weight doesn't need problem. to be on the yeah. parents, but all the weight... No, no, here's the deal. Be if you have a kid, 100% that weight's on you. Yeah. I think yeah. as a parent. Because a as a thousand percent. Because as a parent, all that weight was on them. Yeah. And I had two important conversations growing up, and it was talked about all the time. Law and law. Mm -hmm. How not to go to hell, how to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Law. If you get pulled over by the police officers, mm -hmm. this is what you do. Mm -hmm. yeah. I am almost positive that these four people who are married, and if they have kids, have not had that second conversation. Or if you get pulled over, you get home. You get home. Mm -hmm. Don't say nothing. You do everything they do when you get home. Then on top of that, church. Then on top of that, school. Then on top of that, this. Then on top of that, this. Then on top of that, this. And all that was put on the parents. So I get what you're saying on both sides. Yeah. Like, both sides, I think, need to be doing it just as important. Because yeah. I think, on the black side, we got to be teaching them, hey, this is this is what God wants us to do when it comes to white people. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, not all white people are racist. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so, da -da, we got to have that conversation. We shouldn't let the schools... Yeah. Do that, but I get what you're saying. It is stressful. It's a lot, dude. Yeah. It's a lot, man. Let's be real. It, it's stressful. How many people in your community look like me? I have a lot of black friends, like yeah. legit good friends, and that's why this is so shocking. Because I've done years of my life walking alongside, mm. you know, these friends, yeah. dear friends, and yet I'm just now understanding a piece of them wow. that. I've known them. I, we've we've known each other for years. We've worked together. We've had dinner. We've gone to. We've had parties. They've come to my home. I've gone to their home. And yet, in the last six to eight months, I know a side of them that I never knew was there. Mm. And that's what's so shocking is to to be together and still have that separation. Mm. That is the mind blowing piece of this mm. for me over the last year. Mm. So is it fair to say that there's a, um, frustration is not the right word, but like a, I don't want to use the word trauma, somewhere between frustration and trauma, a collective pain that those who look like us were walking through our neighborhoods, thinking we're good people, trying to do the best we could every day, 
and had no idea yeah. that someone was hurting like this in our own house or someone's hurting like this in our own church, in our mm-hmm. school. Like, there's just this collective mourning, like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. how do we not hear this, right? White fragility. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah, I feel tired, you know? I can't tired. imagine how mm-hmm. black yeah. people feel yeah, yeah. all these years. And, you know, this, yeah, this really just became a thing for me personally here over the last, like, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the frustration, the, all, all of it. Absolutely. To piggyback on top of what you were saying before with the Me Too movement, Time's Up, and just the last 20 years, I will be honest and say, uh, just as a white male, Mm -hmm. straight white male, like, I feel like everybody's coming to get me, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like I just want to go on an apology tour to everyone (laughs) and say, I'm sorry. I know it was all us. I don't know. I'm a good guy. Like, it wasn't me. Right. But I do understand that, you know, men like me were in power and did bad things. Mm. And uh, I do. I feel so tired and sad for that because that's not me. But it is a perception that a lot of people are going to have it about me first, Mm. you know. So it's weird because it's, it's kind of the reverse, you know. You are this. Mm -hmm. You are this. He is this. That's happening, you know. Right now, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's 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 kind of the white man's turn. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll take it. I'll take Mm it. If it if it's my turn, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. You know, I am I am so sad and so Mm -hmm. sorry for our history, and uh, and if it if I can do any good apologizing and 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 standing up and using whatever power I do have which it feels very small I'm just going to be honest I don't feel like I have that much power but uh but if if listening and speaking up and hanging with and standing with if if that does anything then I feel like it's required of me at this point mm. you know it's required keyword that was required do you feel the same requirement as a man white man yeah absolutely you got to use your you got to use your status and privilege for good, man. Mm. Absolutely. If someone calls me racist, Whew. that's like so like highly like vile. The, the worst part about being called a sex offender is that child. The worst part about being called a racist is that somebody's hurt. You two as white men have power. Would you say that black men have the same power as you? 